Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Thought Police. It's me, Mike Graham, and it's him, Matt Kelly, Hello. publisher of the New European. It is election day. Um, we haven't done a podcast on election day, surprisingly enough, because yep. we've only been doing it for this year. I know. But of course, this is the third election in what four years I know. that we've had. Then people we've had a referendum. A bit bored, aren't they? Would you be surprised if not a lot of people bother voting? I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and I think that would... Who would that benefit? That would benefit the Tories, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know, really. I mean, I keep hearing different things with different people. Uh, if the weather's bad, it doesn't benefit the Tories because yeah. older people tend not to go out in bad weather, but then yeah. older people tend to do postal votes. Yeah. I mean, I've spoken to people this week who have already done their postal votes really? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I spoke to one guy whose mother wanted to make sure that she booked her holiday to fly back in time to make a postal vote really? before she actually you know, did God, anything else. Um, and then we've got these people who say, well, the, the loads of young people have registered, so therefore that's going to be good for Labour. Mm. And in fact, I spoke to a guy the other day who said, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Young people don't bother voting yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I think Because they can't true. be bothered getting out of bed. Yeah. And it's, you know, the people that we see who are this kind of, you know, dedicated collection of activists are very very small yeah you know the people that you and i sort of interact with on a, on a daily basis um are a very tiny tiny minority tiny but of, they come of, to of consume your thoughts don't but they? you see in well, your because if you watch television or you listen to the radio yeah they're all the same people yeah you've got these navara media people kind My of popping God. up all over the place you've got did you see that tank. thing they put out the other day this obscure little site navara media yeah they put out this said, bizarre bizarre advice to sort of supporters right? don't leave if you're canvassing don't leave until people slam the door yeah. in your face it's like okay yeah well that'll yeah. work won't it yeah no it's bizarre it's also like they wheeled out people like steve Coogan yeah. and Eddie Izzard for the Labour Party. Hugh Grant's, Hugh Grant's doing, been out there. Yeah. I mean, these are not people that are actually going to make people vote for them, are but they? why would... I, what's always mystified me is why would you... I mean, oh, I'm interested in what Steve Coogan's got to say, but... I'm not. Well, I'm interested in it only in that I'll listen. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not any more interested than I would be from any other bloke, just because he's a bloody actor. Yeah, but why should we listen to them just because yeah. they supposedly have got this view of the world, yeah. which is entirely loose and ridiculous. I mean, look at Emma Thompson the other day, flying yeah. into London yeah. to make a speech outside the BBC as a kind of climate forecast for the future. Yeah. Apparently we're all going to be eating our own pets. <laughs> you know, as I said, I bet she won't be eating her own pets because she's one of the richest women in the world. That's good. So she won't have to worry. Well, She'll have plenty of food. We've only got a tortoise. It's not well, going to go round. It's not going to go far. I thought you had yeah. a gecko as well. Oh, yeah, we got the gecko. How can you forget yeah. the gecko? Well, I don't know. Yeah, well... I forgot listen, it. Well, you well, you better go back to Marco Pierre White that yeah. we were talking about in the last and see if you can get any gecko, yeah. uh, gecko recipes. recipes. Gecko recipes. You know, gecko and truffle oil or oh, something like that. Poivre or something. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean... People assume when they get rich yeah. that people give a shit what they think. Yeah. I mean, look at Elon Musk, right? Elon yeah. Musk and I, you and I, I think have said this before. I would love it, as Kevin Keegan would say, if Elon Musk <laughs> would libel me on yeah. Twitter. But you, but because you, you couldn't get anything out of him. Well, not been now. Demonstrated. Well, not now. Because apparently in the States, now it's been established that as long as you say, oh, I was only joking, yeah. then it's fine. Well, you see, we've got some very, very um, harsh libel laws in this yeah. country in the same way that we've got very harsh defamation laws. Yeah. Because I remember the day when, for example, um, in America, if you were a celebrity in America... And you're a public and you're a publisher. You can pretty much write anything. That's right about them, as long as it's not um, malicious. malice and a yeah. thought. If yeah, it's yeah, not malice and yeah. forethought, effectively. Yeah. So yeah. the world changed funny enough. When I used to work in the states in the eighties, um, and we would we would all be waiting with bated breath to get our hands on the National Enquirer, Star Magazine, which I used to work for, the Globe, People Magazine, because you'd get them early on, say, a Friday. And he'd flog the stories to the Sundays. Right. Who would get them? Was that the game? Was it? That was the game. Yeah. Right. And so your contacts within the sort of business were better 
once you managed to get hold of those magazines. Right. But it all finished when some bright lawyer decided to open up a, an office in London and operate on behalf of all the American uh, stars. And the guy who fell foul of it was a bloke called Alan Hall, oh, who yeah. used to write for The Sun, yeah. um, and who's now freelance in Germany, right? He uh, sent over some story about either Barbara Streisand or somebody like that, and they sued in London. Really? Because they published it in The Sun. Right. Because the Saturday papers started to get a bit wise to the Sundays getting all this stuff, and yeah. they'd come and go, right. can we not get this stuff Friday night to do it Saturday? And they'd splash some stories <laughs> from, the Nas- from the National Enquirer. Right. Um, and even, even whether it was true or not didn't matter. They started winning big money Well, why couldn't this diver guy sue Musk here? Because, like, it was in, on Twitter, so it well, went maybe, everywhere. Maybe he was misinformed. Yeah. Maybe he spoke to the wrong lawyers. Because there's no way you'd get away with that. I was only kidding. No, here. not here, no. no. Well, of course not. Because, you know, he'd have to show that he does that a lot. Yeah. He'd have to show that I'm always kidding about calling that, people yeah. paedophiles. That's you know, right. That's what I do all the time. It's that's right. one of the words of, of, of sort of affection that yeah. I use about people yeah. or some yeah, other bullshit. Pedo. You know, but I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> Jurisdiction is very important. And one yeah. of the reasons a lot of people get divorced in London, the super rich, is because you get a lot more money out of uh, the rich person, you know, whoever was the bloke right? or the woman. Yeah, so yeah. all the Russian oligarchs, and you'll know um, the, the big case is going on at the moment is one of the um, sultans of Brunei. Not oh, Brunei, yeah. sorry, Dubai. Yeah. One of the ruling family, the royal family in, in Dubai is getting yeah. done for divorce here. That's right, Because yeah. he'll have to part with a lot more money. Correct. I think it's one of the Maktoums. Is it? You know, the horse racing people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, similarly, I was watching a great film actually the other night called The Marriage Story, yeah. which is Scarlett Johansson and somebody else, and it's all about this really, really painful marital breakup. I mean, don't watch it unless really? you want to know what it's like. It's easy for me because I've already what, had one. What's it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Um, and it stars the guy from Star Wars, whose name I forget, as the husband. And yeah. they're both in the sort of theatres, film business, but they just have this very acrimonious divorce, which doesn't start off acrimonious. It right. starts off like, you know, we've got a son together. Yeah. We can do this without the lawyers. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. do this in a way which is going to be more and more, you know, user-friendly. Yeah. We don't have to spend a fortune. Turns blah, into blah, a nightmare. Blah. And they get lawyers involved, and it turns into an absolute nightmare. Is it a good film? It's a great film. Is it? It's the best film I've seen. Well, I might watch that for tonight. a long time. In a long, you know, because I find myself now quite often thinking, "What the hell am I going to watch?" Yeah, I'm sort of fed up with yeah um, these series of, of things. I've been watching Spiral for a while. Yeah, I've, I'm have sort you of seen over the that. Bill Gates thing? No, inside, but inside, I think it's called Inside Bill Gates's Head or something right. like that, or Inside Bill Gates's Brain. Okay. On Netflix, three parts, and it's fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Isn't that, so that's more of a documentary, though, right? Yeah, but it follows him around. And I have to say, you know, he's clearly a brilliant and a very oh, for sure. thoughtful, nice yeah. person. Right. And the work he's doing across the world, you know, on trying to eliminate oh, he spends polio, a mass- massive malaria, amount of money. Uh, uh, designing, inventing a toilet yeah. that doesn't need any uh, water right. and or plumbing or electricity. And can... they've, they've already done those on their yeah. on the trains. You know, have <laughs> you not called, seen them? They're called corridors. They're called, no, no, no. <laughs> have you never been in one of those toilets what on the those, train which has just yeah. got loads and loads of paper in it? Yeah, and there's yeah, no yeah. water with those bloody virgin. You know that oh. attempt at being funny when you pull the the thing oh, down. It says, no. don't flush down any goldfish, mobile phones, oh, dreams, no, and all this. No. Oh, do one, please. Yeah, please. please. Yeah, just Make sure the toilet runs yeah. properly and you haven't sold more tickets yeah, and you've got yeah, yeah. fucking seats. Exactly. Try that exactly. for a while. But Gates, uh, you know, absolutely yeah. brilliant bloke. But it did make me think that I can't think of any British philanthropy like on that scale. I mean, obviously, he's like in a world of his own, but, yeah. you know, where's Richard Branson's massive benevolence to the well, planet? Well, Branson would probably say to you that he does do quite a lot. 
Does um, he? And you might say, yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't think he doesn't do anything. Right. I mean, I think that Branson is an interesting character. Yeah. And I don't want him to sue me, so I'm not going to say <laughs> uh, what I think about him. But basically, I know someone that used to do a lot of work with the Bill Gates Foundation. Yeah. Like from Wall Street, right? Right. Um, and she would go out to Seattle quite a lot. And he's got this massive organisation. Yeah. Which basically is like a pension fund. It's like yeah. a multinational pension fund. That's right. And they put their money, obviously, into Wall Street because it generates more money. Yeah. Um, and then they spend it. But they're also quite ethical about where they will go. They won't put yeah. money into things that they don't agree with. Yeah. But they're incredibly powerful well, Warren organization. Buffett, Warren Buffett's basically pledged he's already given him tons of money to yeah. the Gates Foundation. And he's pledged to basically give Is him all the money. Is he the guy that money. refused to give all his kids a load of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said, he said all, that yeah, that's not that's I think not you've the told me the story yeah, of it. Yeah, he, that he's not interested yeah. in giving his kids money, so right. they find their own way. Right. And uh, he's given all of his money to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. And in this documentary... Are they not splitting up as well? No. Oh, no, no, no. Are they you look sure? absolutely solid. Well, really? unless it's... I mean, unless there's been some shock okay. revelations since. All right. But you, there's a bit where Bill uh, Gates and Warren Buffett are playing bridge together yeah. in this, like, what looks to be like an old folks' home. Yeah. Surrounded by nice old people. Right. And they're just sitting there playing bridge together, yeah. you know. And you just think that between them, they're worth... Literally, they're worth about 100 billion yeah. quid. Right. And there they are just worrying about... You well, know, the chips are probably worth, yeah, you know, like yeah. a billion pounds each. Well, time. I highly recommend that. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'll look really at that. good. But this is gets to the point where, like, the jurisdiction of things gets very important. So, yeah. for example, um, California has very different laws than New York. And so, basically, if you divorce somebody in California, as a woman, you've got much more rights to get money from the, from the husband. Right. And, in fact, I think the whole idea of paternity uh, became a thing um, in, uh, in California. Right. And so she moves out to California with the kid and hires a California lawyer. Yeah. Then does... Here's something that will really freak you out. Um, because under Californian law, if any lawyer has been consulted about a case, even if the lawyer doesn't take the case up, they can't operate for the other individual. Right. She gets advised to go to all the top divorce lawyers uh, in LA. square them so all So that off. when he comes in to try and hire him his own, even though he doesn't want to, he's told, well, you better get your own lawyer. Uh, they all say, well, sorry, we can't uh, operate for he's you. He's left with some we've, kids straight we've, out of school. We've already consulted with your, yeah. uh, your ex-wife. That's ridiculous. And it totally just is a nightmare. And, yeah. and, and in fact, Rayleigh Otter plays the kind of, you know, barracuda-type lawyer. Right. It's really good. My cousin's a divorce barrister up in, really? in the Northwest. He's, like, one of the top divorce really? barristers. I don't want to just say is just don't get divorced, you know. Well, it's no. Like, it's a nightmare. It's, it's an, it is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I knew a guy who worked in, in the Express in Fleet Street, and he went off to meet a divorce lawyer at the point at which he realised it was going to have to happen because he'd been playing away. Yeah. And his ex-wife wasn't having it. Yeah. Um, and he came back from the meeting, and I said, um, so, what are you going to do? <laughs> He said, well, I've either going to give all my money to the divorce lawyer or my ex-wife. Yeah. He said, I'm basically, I'm fucked. I'm like, well, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I was very fortunate because when I got divorced in London, I was able to use the services of Mishcon de Rea, which is, of really? course, a very famous yeah. law firm, which yeah. ended up representing, I think, Diana, didn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, because I had a friend who knew somebody in there right. who wasn't a senior partner but was a, a partner senior enough to do it. Yeah. Um, and they charged me hardly any money at all. You got a decent deal? I got a great deal. That's good. I mean, I didn't pay... I think I paid about two grand or something. That's good. And in other circumstances, it would have been 20. Yeah. Because I also then had to go into court in America as a result because after we'd done the whole financial yeah. settlement and I'd given them all permission to go to America, um, my ex-wife took my kids to America and then uh, told me I'd never see them again. Really? So I had to fight to get, you know, joint custody. I didn't custody. know that. Yeah, That's yeah. a nightmare. It was a right nightmare. How old were the kids at the time? They were about sort of 12 and 8. Oh, my God. Oh, it was awful. Awful. It was really How awful. How long did that drag on? 
How about two years? Bloody we won hell. it because yeah. it was. She was in in America. They they understand the. Uh, there's a phrase called. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, um, but it's something to do with sort of undue influence on, right. on children, basically. Right, right. But of course, it was a very different world because Terrible. I rang up the uh, the lawyer. And, and and turned out she was her name was Marsha Maddox, Marsha yeah. Maddox, who yeah. had previously been, believe it or not, the White House press secretary really? to um, Lady Bird uh, Johnson. Fantastic! So it was already Fantastic. a great sort of yeah. thing. But as soon as I'd had my first consultation with her, she's like, "I'll just put you through to my um, office manager." Yeah. And the office manager immediately just took a credit card. Whereas here, yeah. they would at least bill you. Yeah. There, it was like, uh, yeah, and how will you be paying for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, uh, okay, I'll give you my MasterCard. Yeah. We'll be taking an initial payment of $10,000. Jesus Christ. And I'd just moved to Scotland at this yeah. point, working for the Mirror. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, how sake. depressing. But somehow so you get that, through yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Well, so, of course yeah. you do. That is the truth, isn't it? That it doesn't matter how bad things seem at the time, you do tend to yeah. wash up. But I mean, certainly, if the, if the advice to anyone who's listening is should I do it or not and if you've got a chance of not doing it yeah. it might be that you should not do it my um, parish priest once said something uh, to me which struck me as astonishing mm. really from a from a priest but I thought it was like very pragmatic he yeah. said you know he, he often gets approached by business guys who've been been away you know oh. and go and confess to him and right. say look you know I was at this conference and, right. and I got drunk and yeah. this thing happened you know uh, and I feel like I ought to go and tell my wife mm. so I can live with myself. Yeah, yeah. And his advice to them is keep your bloody mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's definitely, that would yeah. that also be my advice. But mainly, mainly because, you know, she doesn't need, if she doesn't need to know it and you're just going to hurt her, then, you know, keep your gob shut, mate. Yeah, yeah. because actually a lot of people, I mean, I've been taught, I've, I've, there's an interesting theme here and then going back to that film and also all about how, and lots of people, without wishing to get too psychoanalytical here, lots of people are living some very weird lives. Yeah. You know, because, uh, and I think it's particularly prevalent in the kind of reasonably well-off, successful kind of parts of the world yeah. in Britain, yeah. where people have, you know, quite, have got enough money, so money's not a problem, but their lives are kind of boring or they're bored with each other. Some of them might have had an affair, yeah. could be the woman, could be the bloke. A lot of that goes on, I think, yeah. and, and they don't split up because they don't want to sell the house. Or so they, they sort of like have an open they, they, relationship. Yeah, without actually kind of yeah. declaring it. Yeah. You know, I don't think, I don't I don't meet loads of people who have got open relationships, but I do meet loads of people who are kind of not particularly happy. Yeah. I with think the that's choices true. that they've made. You but know? I think, isn't that just the, a sort of truth about the more time you spend with somebody, the relationship has got to evolve. Yeah. You can't expect it to stay as it was. No. And, uh, and if you can't evolve, and if, if, if what it evolves into is something that you don't like, then, yeah. you know, you either end up getting trapped or you have to do something Or you drastic, have to make a decision know? about yeah. it, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's a bit like, and I think, to go back to politics in a, in a way, I think it's really unfair, and you'll say, well, I would say that anyway, I think it's really unfair that people judge Boris Johnson on his personal life in a way that they don't judge anybody else. You know, nobody looks at Jeremy Corbyn and says, yeah. well, you've been married three times. Yeah. You know, you had an affair with Diane Abbott. Yeah. You know, you took her on holiday on a motorbike to East Germany. I think that's, you know, I think it's a reasonable point. You know, and, and Boris Johnson is roundly, and quite often by people who should know better, in my yeah. view, is roundly sort of condemned as a man who has children that he doesn't acknowledge, which yeah. is bullshit, right? He doesn't tell people about his private life because he's quite keen to protect it. Now, you might say that that's just his way of keeping away <laughs> prying eyes. But, you know, he's t perfectly entitled not to yeah. talk about his kids. It's the same way that I don't yeah. talk about an awful lot of my private life, as it is now. I mean, I'll talk yeah. about what happened before. 
But you know, I think it's really unfair that he's judged uh, yeah. by that by that alone. I agree. As a, as a man who's not to be trusted. I mean, number of times I've heard in this election campaign, well, everybody knows he's a man not to be trusted. Well, I, d- I don't disagree with that. I think he isn't to be trusted, but not because he shags around. Yeah, but I mean, that's used as part of it. Yeah. Though, you yeah. know, I mean, if you're from the, from the DUP. And just the other day, Arlene, what's her face, said, Foster, yeah. I'll never trust Boris Johnson again. Yeah. Now, that to me is legitimate criticism yeah. because he promised her something yeah. and then he reneged on it. And now she's and, been screwed by him. And now she's been well. screwed by him as well. See, you can't resist yeah. it, can you? The point is that, you know, I don't give a shit what he's done in the bedroom. Yeah. I don't care how many times he's been married. Yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in the fact that you're going to tell me you're, you're really seriously going to be an MP and you're going to tell me not to trust somebody because they've had an affair. In that case, we'd have nobody in Parliament. But also, I mean, that to me, that just says, well, you're someone with life experience. Yeah. You know, I mean, who are... We don't want saints no. running us, do we, you know? Well, I mean, you might end up with that guy that used to run the Lib Dems. What was his name? The one who had a bit of a problem with homosexuality. Tim Farron. Tim Farron. Yeah. Because, you know, he was a Christian. Yeah. And he's a head of the Liberal Democrats, and he apparently has a personal belief... Yeah. ..which is against the view of the party. Well, he believes that homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. And... And the thing that wound me up about Tim Farron, who I quite liked as a bloke, you know, I've met him a few times. I've met him a few times. But what I really was disappointed by him was that when he admitted that, yes, I had lied, you know, you've either got a conviction or you haven't. Right. And and he said, oh, no, I haven't got a problem with this and I'm a politician. And then he, when he quit, he finally said, actually, I bloody do, I mm. hate it. You know, I, I think homosexuality's a sin. Yeah. It should be, you know, whatever. So I've got, I have got a problem with people who... My, my biggest problem with politicians is the ones who can't tell you something straight. You know, mm. they just can't say something as it is. Yeah. They've got... You can see the clockwork going yeah. around in their heads. I'm well, trying what to about the what two the most recent things, things about said. Jeremy Corbyn? Yeah. The business of the Queen's speech. Yeah. You know, and the uh, explanation given by... I heard a sort of senior Labour guy trying to explain it the week the weekend yeah. after he said it, that he'd watched the Queen's speech in the morning. Oh, he said, well, it was obviously a bit of a trap and he felt like he didn't want to say the wrong thing. And obviously he was a bit flustered, so he ended up saying something which wasn't true. Yeah. I mean, what? So actually, so he told a lie yeah. because he was frightened of what the truth would actually yeah. reveal about him. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with his brother, Piers Corbyn, earlier on this yes. week. Um, and I said, why can't he say what he wants to do about the European Union? And he started trotting out all these old bollocks about, oh, well, you know, he supports Labour Party policy. Well, I said, well, first of all, there isn't any, yeah. because Labour Party policy on Europe is undefined as yet, mm-hmm. until such time as you get some kind of deal, yeah. which you may or may not get, yeah. and until such time as the uh, as the second referendum decides whether you take it or not. Yeah. So there is no policy. I said, all I'm asking you to say is tell me your brother's view yeah. on leaving the European Union as an individual. Yeah. You must have talked about it. I said, presumably he's like you, he just wants to leave. Yeah. I said, you can tell me, why can't he? Well, he's scared too, isn't he? Well, why though? We had this conversation. I told you before. I think that Corbyn showed up on yeah. my doorstep, and this is—he said it on the doorstep. He mm. said, "You know, I've got to balance the message to the MPs in leave seats, and I've got to balance the right. message to the two-thirds so Labour sit supporters." On the fence. So he's, this is where he's sitting on the fence. You know, it's bollocks, isn't it's it? Total bollocks, and it's also kind of insulting to the yeah. populace of this country and to the people who would vote for it. But isn't it? Must be. I mean, okay. So you've got six hundred and fifty MPs in Parliament who. All of them seem to be completely allergic to being just straightforward and saying something without having to work out what the politics of it is. That must be a reflection on us. You know, they're doing that for us. Mm. So that must be a reflection on, on the way we consider no, their messages, the way we react. No, but if you really look at somebody like Dominic Grieve, right? Yeah. 
and you tell me that he's doing that for us. He's not yeah. doing that for us. He's doing... No, so he's an exception, isn't he? Probably? Yeah, but he's not the only exception. Yeah. There are several people doing oh, what he did. But most of them, you know, certainly the the front benches, mm. they're all trying to, you know, stick to a message. And I think that that's because, you know, we as a society, we're really intolerant of, of, of honest debate. Yeah. You know, you can't say anything that's deemed to be outside the parameters of political correctness, yeah. right, as defined by a bunch well, of... Well, I mean, in a funny sort of way, you know, we talk about Tim Farron. I mean, Tim Farron's totally and utterly entitled to have the view that yeah, he has, yeah. even if the view that he has is considered abhorrent by a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that's 20 just... years ago, it would have been mainstream thought, you know, Church yeah. of England, Roman Catholic yeah. Church. You, you, you wouldn't go to a church and expect a priest to say, we should be liberal about homosexuality. They'd no. all be saying... No, no, no. You know, that's a quite recent but, phenomenon. But, but my view of that is that it's all it's okay for him to have that view yeah. if he wants it. Yeah. But he probably can't run the Lib Dems. Yeah. He can't be head of the Lib Dems. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I'd agree as well. with that, yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, well, you're right. I mean, we've now got this very narrow kind of spectrum of, of acceptable views. Yeah. Which if you have anything outside of that view, I mean we talked last week about the uh the father of the guy killed in London Bridge terrorist. Jack Merritt. Yeah. Jack Merritt. Yeah. Well the dad got even more political yeah. after we recorded that, right? Yeah. And became actually quite sort of vociferously um uh, political. Yeah. About his son's death, which yeah. he said Boris Johnson, he started calling Boris Johnson a fraud. Yeah, I mean, I I still feel slightly uneasy about all that. Yeah. I still think I know that, what you mean. that he should probably have not gone to that extent, even though it's his wish and his desire and his yeah. right, his right to I, do. I it. mean, I just felt desperately sorry for him yeah. that he was in that situation. Yeah. and you know, who knows how you're thinking when you're in that state of grief. Yeah, uh, I, I admired him tremendously for saying, for being as direct mm. and honest as he as he felt. But I did feel. It was probably something he could have done yeah. without, you know. But, I mean, can you imagine, for example, and it's only going to be starting off by, by, by being tomorrow, yeah. Friday the 13th. It's quite an apt kind of day, yeah. isn't it, to start yeah. a new government. <laughs> can you imagine that in the next, say, look look ahead, say, three months, yeah. technically speaking, if the Tories win yeah. a big enough majority, we'll be out of the European Union, or at least we will have begun the process. Uh, we'll be negotiating a trade deal. We'll be talking... Uh, presumably to the Americans, we'll be talking to the Chinese, we'll be talking to Australia, maybe uh, any number of other countries. I mean, can you foresee, if, if in your sort of mind's eye, what the political landscape looks like? Not at all. No. So you have no clue. I, I think I'm I mean, in a as state an experienced, of experienced, you no, know, I'm in journalist a, I, of many years. What I don't know is, am I in a state of fake optimism or delusion? And my you know, it will be a crushing blow to me yeah. if we, on January the 31st, do actually leave the European Union. Will because, you accept it, though? Well, I'll have to. I mean, it's a fact. I'll have to accept it as a fact. And then, Well, you didn't accept the last fact, which was the referendum result yeah, went but, in favour of people who wanted to leave. Yeah, but, you know, that's with all the caveats, and I know... Yeah, this will wind people up, but it wasn't, you know, it's never been clear what people wanted, mm. and it was such a narrow margin in half the country, you know, 16... Well, do you actually think it's clearer now? No, not at all. But, well, we, so, but you know, you're now willing to accept something that you couldn't accept three years ago. Well, no, I'll just accept the fact that it has happened mm. legally. Right. You know, we have left the European yeah. Union, if that's what happens. Yeah. And, and in a way, for me, that'll be the end of something, you know, for, you know, more than three and a half years that I hoped wouldn't happen. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that my uh my um passion for the european union or you know the the the, the togetherness of of the, those 28 member states has diminished at all but i'll have to accept that britain is now out and what i won't do is make the mistake of just sitting in a corner crying mm. or 
also sitting in a corner just pointing at things that go wrong. Yeah. You know, we're all in it. Ultimately, we are all in this, whether we think it's shit or yeah. not. And it's, you know, it does nobody any good to be that twat in the corner who's who's hoping everything's going to yeah. be awful just to prove no, yourself right. Absolutely you know? right. And I think, well, I'd, well, here's what I'd like to see happening. I would like to see us returning to a time when we didn't look to our political masters for some kind of magic pill yeah. to make us happy. I think that's fair. You know, enough, because yeah. I think we've suffered too long and become too tribal over shit like that, whereby, yeah. you know, you would say, well, of course, everybody knows that if we leave the European Union, Brexit's a disaster, it's an idiotic thing, you know, the country will never recover. Yeah. And, you know, somebody on my side will say, well, no, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's going to be better. You know, the sunlit uplands are going to be over there. We're going to have much better lives. You know, how about you just have a better life in yeah. any case, yeah. regardless of what your political yeah. inclination is or regardless of what our political well, situation mate, is. I must be honest, I uh, I am really keen to just get a period of time where we don't have to talk about yeah. this shit anymore for, I a, know. Long, for a while. I know. know. And we can think about other things and, and also put it in its perspective. I mean, it's very, very important, right? And we're all fighting very hard for our views. Mm. But once it's done, let's let, put let it, it be back. Done. Let it go back into its right perspective yeah. you know it's it isn't you know the sky falling in no. you know Theresa may was right about that right but i think it's going to be i i mean obviously i think it's going to be very bad for a lot of people i, I you know even in saying that I, I hope i'm wrong you know i really do hope i'm wrong and brexit if it happens turns out to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to the yeah. nation and people will look at me and just think you fucking idiot right? might it, but might I, it I, not I, I also suspect be, they won't well there will be plenty of people on your side of the argument who will not give up right yeah i told you before i think last week there's already a twitter account that's being set up yes in order to get us back into the eu yeah see i think the other thing that's going to be interesting is whether it marks the beginning of the end of the european union certainly in its current form yeah and whether that has an effect because you have to remember us leaving this country leaving the fifth biggest economy in the world leaving the european union it's a big deal. where it's the third biggest economy yeah. is a massive deal for the yeah. european union yeah you know i know it's pretty careless of them to let it happen to yeah. be honest honestly i think we've just we're at that stage now where we're going to find out tonight the exit polls will come there'll be a shock or there won't be a shock yeah don't if, forget to vote by the way no, I'm, I will definitely... You're going to spoil I'm your ballot I'm definitely going to do that. I told you I'm going to vote Green. Yeah, I was hoping you yeah. might change your mind. Although, after I well, talked I, you I out was going to change my voting for these idiots there who was, want us to stop flying anymore. Well, do you know what? There was somebody on the Radio 4 Today programme the other day, mm. and she was saying... It was from the Green Party, and she said... We are we're the political wing of a of an, a movement, you know. And oh, yeah. it sounded like the bloody IRA, yeah, to be honest. I don't think that so. kind of language. Yeah. And that did almost turn me off. But honestly, mate, I've run out of people who mm. who are there. They're the last man standing. Yeah. yeah. Are you not, have you not standing. got somebody idiot, idiotic standing against Corbyn like a monster raving loony past? Well, I don't know. That might be. That might be that, the way yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody who was it that stood against Nigel Farage a dolphin or something? <laughs> yeah. Remember, and he lost <laughs> to, to the dolphin. To the dolphin. But I wonder as well. I mean, he's talking about forming something called the Reform Party. I saw that, which yeah. I think is going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, he he seems like a busted flush. Well, he's he? done it again, hasn't he? He's yeah. actually managed to do it again, whereby he's come to a general election yeah. like he did with UKIP and completely sort of cock it up. Although yeah. to be fair to him. The, U the UKIP vote was massive, four yeah. million, yeah. and they should have got more representation. Yeah. But in this system, you don't get it. I think he's. A, I think he's. A, we've all made the mistake of overrating him. You know. Yeah. I think he's just. He's not all that, as we as people say. As Adrian know. Durham would say on Talk Sport. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you might be right. Yeah. I think you might be right. But I wonder how you and I will talk 
next week because of course that'll be the last week we do podcasts before Christmas yeah because I'm going away yeah me uh, too to Scotland you're going somewhere abroad aren't you? I'm going to somewhere a bit sunny yeah, yeah you don't have to tell us where no but, but it begins obviously... with a Lanza and ends with a Rotty <laughs> and it's in Europe <laughs> Well, you'll have a great time. Yeah. So we'll take the week after next off. Yeah. I suspect. Yeah. Um, but I'll be. We'll be back for the for the New Year week. Though, yeah. Will you, will you well, be back for that? I will be. And okay. I, I, I will come back innovated and full of fizz and yeah. ideas and and honestly, whatever happens. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to watch it unfold. Mm. And you know, I think there's always going to be what what another big hope I've got is that. The media learns something from the last three and a half years yeah. and learns to just be a little bit more objectively critical yeah. rather than, you know, ridiculously partisan. Yeah. And I know people will say, oh, yeah, mate, this is the guy from the New European saying, yeah, that. Yeah. right, come on. But there I, is a bit of that. But I do think that <laughs> that there is a, a but responsibility. To be fair, you, you have your heart on your sleeve. I mean, everybody yeah. knows what the New yeah, European exactly. is. We're not trying to hide any message. Yeah. That's always been my exactly. case. Is Every that, other newspaper in Fleet Street. Yeah. Yes, you can deduce what they are, but, yeah. but they're not solely and simply put together exactly. for pro or anti-Europe. Exactly. They? So I think a little bit more transparency in why people think and believe something yeah. so that people can make a decision. And also, we've talked about this before, school kids have got to start being taught mm. about how the media works and how politics works. You don't want it? school teachers teaching children how the media works. No, 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 but there me. should be a... No, but you they're should... all lefty, lefty maniacs. No, well, all right, you don't have to leave it to them, but... There should be some media literacy so that when people see something on social media mm. or the front page of The Sun or the front page of The Guardian, yeah. they can work out why those things are being spun the way they yeah. are. Because everything is being spun. Yeah. You know, and uh, including was ever thus. Including school children's lessons, by the way. Yeah. They're all being told they can go on climate strike because, don't worry, uh, you're better off going up to London uh, smoking some weed for a few hours <laughs> than actually sitting in school learning about what actual geography will tell you. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't give them any more power. That would be my view. Uh, but anyway, uh, we shall see you next week. Uh, we are the Thought Police. And cheerio. Bye-bye. The work he's doing across the world, you know, on trying to eliminate oh, he spends polio, a ma massive amount malaria... Of uh, uh, designing, inventing a toilet yeah. that doesn't need any uh, water right. and or plumbing or electricity. Can... They've, they've already done those on there yeah. on the trains. You know, have you <laughs> not called, seen them? They're called corridors. They're called, no, no, no. <laughs> have you never been in one of those toilets what on the those, train which has just yeah. got loads and loads of paper in it? Yeah, and there's yeah, no yeah. water with those bloody virgin. You know that oh. attempt at being funny when you pull the, the thing oh, down. And it no, says, don't flush down any goldfish, mobile phones, dreams, oh, no, all this. No. Oh, do one, please. Yeah, please. Clean, yeah, just make I'm... sure the toilet runs yeah. properly and you haven't sold more tickets yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah. fucking seats. Exactly. Try that exactly. for a while. I am really keen to just get a period of time where we don't have to talk about yeah. this shit anymore. For I know. A for a while. I know. know. And we can think about other things and, and also put it in its perspective... I mean, it's very, very important, right? And we're all fighting very hard for our views. Mm. But once it's done, let's let, put let it, it be back, done. Let it go back into its right perspective. Yeah. You know, it, it isn't, you know, the sky falling in. No. You know, Theresa May was right about that. Right. But I think it's going to be... I, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be very bad for a lot of people. I, I, you know, even in saying that, I, I hope I'm wrong. 
You know, I really do hope I'm wrong and Brexit, if it happens, turns out to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to the yeah. nation and people will look at me and just think, you fucking idiot. Right? Might it, m- but might I, it I, not I also suspect be? they won't. I bet she won't be in her own pets because she's one of the richest women in the world.